Welcome to the Covenant Woman Podcast, inspiring you to grow your faith in all of God's promises and take what belongs to you as a daughter of the King of Kings. I'm your host, Shayla Gordon, author of The Covenant Woman. Are you ready to stop self-sabotaging and start overcoming the struggles that have been holding you back from stepping confidently into who God says you are? Come on, sister. It's time to thrive in all areas of your life. back to the Covenant Woman podcast. So happy to have you here with me today. And today I am just going to be real honest. This is going to be very repetitive to what we talked about in the last episode. And there's a reason for that. And, you know, we don't just hear something one time and take a hold of it and just understand the the significance of it and being able to just take a hold of it, walk in it, and we don't just hear it once and get it. And that goes with anything that we're learning. The more we hear something, the the more we can understand it, the better we can grasp it, and the 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 better that we can live by it. And so last time we were together, we talked about what was holding us back from living an extraordinary life. We talked about pain and shame and sickness and um, just the lies of the enemy. You know, what what's holding you back from living that extraordinary life? And we talked about finding scriptures that deals with our situations and combating those things that we're going through with what the word of God says. We also talked about how facts aren't life lasting, right? They don't have to last forever. But the truth of what God says about you, the truth of what God says about your situation, that trumps facts every single time. And you can literally use your words to align with what the word of God says about your circumstances, your situations, about anything going on in your life. And you can literally demolish those facts of your life, those things that are hard, those difficult things that you're going through, that you're walking through. You can literally demolish them with the word of God. So no matter what you're going through, whether it's pain, sickness, shame, the lies of the enemy, whatever it is, you can literally align your words with the word of God and you can rid those things from your life and you can grow stronger in what God says. And we also talked about how you are who God says you are. You're not your past. You're not that sickness. You are not what somebody's opinion of you is. You are what God says about you, period. You are loved. You are forgiven. You are chosen. You are righteous. You are so important that God sent Jesus to die for you on a cross, a terrible, horrific, uh, most painful death that any of us could ever even imagine. But God loves you so much that he did that for you. And, And we even said this in the last episode. God would have done it even if you were the only person on this earth. He would have done it for you. If that doesn't tell you the way that God feels about you and how loved and um, wonderful you are to him, then I don't know what possibly could. But just meditate on that. Think about that each day and just remember that you are chosen. You are loved. You are here for a reason. And God handpicked you to be here. There's a reason you're here. Today, we're just going to kind of keep going with that. And we're going to piggyback off of that. And I want to make this statement. Don't let Satan make you pay for what God has already paid for. You know, we talked about taking inventory of your life and looking at each area 
of your life, physical, spiritual, financial, emotional, relational, and thinking about what's going on in each of those areas. And Satan will hit you where it hurts. He will find what works the most on you to um, kind of knock you down, knock you if you're walking in faith. You know, he he will he will do his uh, studying up on you, and he will figure out what what will knock you down, and he will wreak havoc in any of those areas of your life. And of course, each area kind of evolves into the next, and everything works together. And so he will do whatever he's got to do to try to hurt you and and get you where it hurts. So just thinking back to that and taking inventory of each area of your life. And, you know, we said in the last episode, you were born to thrive. You were born for an abundant life. You were created for an abundant life. It doesn't mean that you won't face trials and troubles and hard times. That's not what that means at all. But God wants you to live abundantly in every area of your life. And so just kind of going back to the inventory taking of your life, how do you feel right now physically? How does your body feel? What's going on in your spiritual life? What is What does that look like right now for you? How much time are you spending with God daily? Are you thriving? Are you, are you just surviving in your life? What do your finances look like? Do you dread each day? Or are you jumping out of bed excited every day? Or did they, does everything hurt on your body too much to do that? Like, I really want you to think about just every every area of your life. And if you are in constant pain, if you are not thriving and you're just dreading your life, guys, that is not what God has planned for you. That's not what he created you for. That's not what your life is meant to look like. And that's not what Jesus died to give you. In John 10.10, Jesus says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Guys, in Hebrew, the word full means complete and abundant. And so is your life complete in, in all the areas? Or do you feel like you're living an abundant life in all of the areas? Or are you lacking? Because we aren't supposed to be living in lack and in bondage. Whenever Jesus died on the cross, he took on pain, shame, sickness, sin. He, he took on our griefs. And it's the exact opposite of why Satan's here, right? And that's why I made that statement in the beginning, um, just saying, don't let Satan make you pay for what God has already paid for. You know, what are you paying for today and right now that you shouldn't even have your hands on what what's going on in your life that shouldn't be going on in your life right now what are you struggling with and dealing with that Jesus already bought and paid for and i am not saying that for you to feel guilty that you have those things going on in your life don't do not feel like that like i want this to empower you and to remind you that literally the word of god is your answer and he can literally fix anything that's going on in your life. He's he's already provided what you need. He's already provided that healing, that financial breakthrough, that connection you're needing in your life. He's already provided what you need, but we have to take a hold of what belongs to us by faith. And those of you who have read The Covenant Woman that you guys know, like that's what I'm about. That's what the book is about. It's about growing your faith in God's promises 
and taking what belongs to you. So again, don't let Satan make you pay for what God already bought and paid for. And I realize it's easy to say these things, but it isn't as easy to do things, to make changes. It's We have to sometimes talk ourselves into making changes, even though we know it's going to be for the better. We're like, oh, you know, I just don't know if I have time for this or... I just don't know if I have the energy for it, but you have to think about what does your life look like right now and what could it look like if you were to change some things? And let me just ask you this. Um, This is kind of, this is where I've started. This is where I've guided other people to start. This is where other people um, have seen some changes. So let me ask you this. How much time are you spending with God daily? And I'm asking you that again, not to make you feel guilty because I'm I'm right there, guys. There, are, I do not, I I fail a lot. Let me tell you, I'm so far from perfect. It's not even funny. But Matthew six thirty three says, "Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." We have got to make God the number one priority in our lives. Especially, you guys know you're not ignorant to what's going on in the world. Um. I can actually go into that and just stay on that the rest of this episode, but I really don't have time for that. But, you know, it's easy to see there's some crazy things going on in this world. Now more than ever, we need to make sure that God is our number one priority. And not just because that's the way to get prayers answered, but because that's what he's commanded of us. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What does all these things mean? It means all of the the things to live a heavenly or, or heavenly life on earth, all of the things that you're needing, all the things that you're asking for, all the things that he wants to give to you. But if we're not seeking him first, we're going to be hindering ourselves. We're hindering our prayers. We've been commanded. That isn't just a suggestion. That is a command from God to seek him first, to spend time with him, to make him the number one priority of your life. And what happens if he's not the number one priority of your life? Something else is. Something else is. And it could be a person. It could be a thing. It could be a television show. It could be the TV in general. Um, It could be your kids. Like, And here's the thing. We love our kids, right? And we love the people in our lives. And we like to watch TV. Don't get me wrong. Pretty much everybody enjoys sitting back and watching TV. But those things can quickly become idols if we are not making God number one and we aren't making sure that he is our first priority. And so so I have to just ask you again, how much time are you spending with God daily? And and that doesn't mean that you have to spend 24 hours with God. Like he, he knows you have things to do. He has things he wants you to do. But are you giving him some important time in your day? Are you making a solid effort to put him first? And here's what happens whenever you put him first. A lot of things happen. But specifically, one thing that happens that comes to mind immediately for me is it makes you stop and think about the other things that you're doing. And whenever we're not aligning our values with what God says, that totally hinders us, right? So whenever we start to seek God first, we give him that most important time of our day. 
then we're going to stop whenever we start to do something else that's that he doesn't want us doing. We're going to have that halt in our spirit. And we're going to be like, okay, God, do you am I supposed to be doing this? Do you want me doing this? We're going to be able to be feel more of a closeness with him. And he's going to be able to have more more pull in our lives because we're giving him that permission to. So um, it, it's going to clean up your life, for lack of better words, whenever you're spending time with him. And then let me ask you another question. Who are you spending your time with? Because who you spend your time with matters. And I'm not saying you have to go drop all your friends that don't have the exact same values of, as you. I'm not saying that at all. But but who you do spend your time with does matter because in one way or another, you will be influenced. You will be influenced to step further back away from God or you will be influenced to spend more time with him and get closer to him. So so pay attention to who you're spending time with. And if you don't have um, a group of godly friends and people that you can turn to and that can lead you by example, then I'm not saying you have to drop the people that you have in your life by any means, but find those people too. Because the people in your life that and the, the people that will support your relationship with God and, and help you grow that and strengthen that, it will completely turn your life around. And if you don't know where to start, ask God. I don't know how many stories I've heard of people saying that, you know, they just, they didn't have godly influences in their life and they just, they were seeking God and they just asked him to put people in their lives. And lo and behold, what happened? He answered that prayer and in the most miraculous ways and the most these big ways that you would never even imagine God placed people in their lives. And I, I love those stories. I think it's so cool because it just reminds me how important it is to God for us to have influences like that in our lives, but also how he answers prayers and um, he wants what's best for us. So next question, what are you listening to? I This is, this is hard because, you know, we like different musics, we like different podcasts, but do they align with with the values of God or do they go against him? You, you really have to think about these things. Um, another question, what are you watching? What you allow in your home, what you allow before your eyes makes a difference. So if you are watching things that completely contradict what God says and, and what he wants for your life, and if you're just completely watching or if you're watching things that completely contradict what aligns with him, then I promise you that is hindering you in one way or another in your faith walk with him. Here's another, this is a really good question to ask yourself. What have you been saying about your life? What have you, like, think about this last week or two. What have you been saying about your life? Have you been speaking life-giving words into each area of your life? Or have you been contradicting what God's word says about each area of your life. And to know if you've been contradicting what God's word says or not, you have to know what his word says. So, you know, you can you can find scriptures that go along with what God says about different areas of your life and then ask yourself, is this what I say about me or am I saying the opposite? Because what you say is what you will believe and what you believe is what comes to pass because your faith will work on, e- on either side of the coin, right? Whether it's for the good or it's for the bad, your faith will work because whatever you have faith in is what comes to pass. And let me ask you this. This is uh, one of the last questions. What is first place in your life? What do you value the most in your life? 
And I think that if we're not careful, this question can make us feel guilty. But again, it has nothing to do with guilt or shame, right? Jesus, whenever Jesus died, he took away guilt and shame from us. He, he All we have to do is accept that he took that away and have faith in that. But what is first place in your life? Because I'm going to tell you right now, if it's anyone other than God, you're wrong. And I can't not tell you how many times I've been wrong. And sometimes you don't know it. You're not, maybe you're, most of us, I don't think any of us ever do that on purpose. We're not like God. I'm purposely going to do exactly what, you know, I'm, I'm purposely going to put someone before you. No, or I'm purposely going to put something in front of you. It's not, it's not like that. It just, it happens, you know, it happens in the lives that we lead, but you, we just got to remember, what am I putting the most value on in my life and who is first place? And, and going back to Matthew six thirty three. and if you don't have that scripture written somewhere, write that down, keep that in front of you because man, we... We get bombarded down here, right? We have a lot of things going on between work and kids and spouses and family and coworkers and um, just the the things, the circumstances of lives of life. And um, God knows we're busy. God knows we got a lot of things going on, but He still doesn't want us to put those things before Him. So just think about the think about that more than any of those other questions. Think about who am I or um, what is first place in my life or who is first place in my life? And if God is not your answer, change it, change it as quickly as you can. And it doesn't mean that you have to get up at four 30 in the morning and go sit somewhere with your Bible and sit for hours. You know, I think that sometimes that's what keeps people from making God first place. That's not what it means. It means giving God time every single day and making him the most important part of your day bringing him along with every decision you make, with every task that you do, it will literally change your life. Um, Making him your most important conversation of every single day, you will see your life change. You will see big things happen in your life. You will see extraordinary changes in your life. And, you know, like we talked about in the last episode, when you start spending more time with God, and Satan sees you as a threat whenever you start telling others about him and you start sharing him. You know, Satan does definitely see you as a threat. Up until this point, maybe Satan hasn't seen you as a threat because, you know, you're not doing anything for the kingdom of God. You're not advancing his kingdom. You're not growing closer to the Lord. And that may be the way that Satan has viewed you for a long time. But when you do step into making God the number one priority of your life and you start making those God changes, if you will, and you're doing better and you're just growing in your faith and and you do start sharing him with others, you will see opposition. You will see Satan try to attack you more. And, And I'm telling you that not to scare you, but to prepare you. And I think that's probably something I haven't talked about enough. Um, And then, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people about this lately. So I'm just, it's not even a warning. It's just like, just prepare for that. Just know that that's coming and know that when that opposition comes, you are so doing the right thing. You are in alignment with God. And that's why it's a threat to Satan. And, you know, count it all joy when troubles come your way. And Remember, the Bible even tells us in James 1, 2 through 4, I believe that 
count it all joy when when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So something good comes from this, you guys, and and you're going to see blessings come from those trials, and you just count it joy. Um, it even goes on to say that patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing, guys, lacking nothing. Think about that. Count it all joy. You're lacking nothing. Put put all of that together. Put that into perspective. So even though you're going to face some opposition, you're going to face the enemy trying to wreak some havoc, you hold steadfast to the word of God. Because remember, you've got you've got the power to combat him. First of all, you you've got the the word of God that is your weapon. That is your tool. But he's given you authority. We talked about this in the last episode, but Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Guys, nothing shall by any means hurt you. And don't ever forget that just because Satan is coming at you and he's formed this weapon does not mean it has to prosper. You get to choose. Your faith, like where's your faith at? Is your faith in the word of God in Isaiah 54, 17 that says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. That is a promise from God. That is God's word. He cannot break his promise. So no weapon formed against you shall prosper and it doesn't matter where the enemy is trying to attack you in your life, don't allow it to prosper. You use your faith to combat it with with what the word of God says, right? So just, just know that if you're in opposition, if things are coming at you, Satan's trying to attack you, it's literally because he sees you as a threat. And I promise you, you're in good company. Okay, so it's come time to go ahead and start wrapping up this episode, but I just want to remind you, don't let Satan make you pay for what God has already paid for in in any single area of your life. And just remember that you have authority over him. Just remember that he has already been beaten. And guys, repeat after me. I'm going to give you, I'm going to walk you through something here. Just repeat after me. From this moment forward, I no longer hold on to what Jesus paid the price to set me free from. Fullness and wholeness belong to me because Jesus died to give it to me. I thrive in every area of my life because I believe the living word of God and not the lies of the enemy. According to John 10.10, Jesus came to give me an abundant life. I take that life which he came to give. I choose faith. I choose to believe God. I thrive spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, and relationally. I live a full life. And I walk in wholeness according to the plans of God on my life. Okay, guys, so write that down. I have that written down in in my notebook and I say it often. So no matter what's going on in your life, this can just bring so much comfort. Just reminding you that Jesus already paid the price for those things 
that that are going on in your life. And you can literally combat each and every situation with the word of God and remember who you belong to. Remember that wholeness belongs to you, but it's through your faith in which you receive that and work on making God the number one priority of your life and and put him first in every situation, put him first every single day. Make sure he is the most important part of your day, the most important conversation in your day. And mark my word, your life will change for the better. So guys, thanks again so much for being here with me today. If, if this has helped you, reach out. I, I, I would love to hear from you. I would love to get your feedback. Um, I would love to know how God's working in your life. If you have a specific prayer request or just just want to just share something with me, don't hesitate to email me at thecovenantwoman at gmail.com. And if this has helped you in any way, I would love for you to share this with somebody else who this could possibly help too. So thanks so much again for being here and I'll catch you back here next week. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Woman podcast. For more info on the book, to stay inspired, and to find all the ways to connect with me, check out thecovenantwoman.org. And don't forget to follow this podcast so you'll be notified each time a new episode drops.